Chapter 31 Carper's feet were swept from under him. A head collided into his short torso and plowed him to the ground. One punch to the face. Two, three, blood spurted. Leave him alone, I shouted. When the action stopped, the throbbing in my cheeks started. I blinked again. The face came into focus. Jimmy? Carper groaned. Jimmy released his legs hold over Carper's stomach. He panted. I shuddered at the fire that roared in his eyes. Traitor, he said. What are you talking about? You were dead. Again. We brought you here to save you. Jimmy's eyes watered. Or had my vision blurred? I blinked rapidly, then saw him. Clearly Jimmy. I protected you from Carper. All I asked is for you to use your power to destroy him. Jimmy pointed a trembling finger at Carper, but kept his eyes on me. I asked Sam to kill him, too. He's dangerous, a monster. His body heaved. He shot a lethal look at Carper. He ruined my life. Why'd you save him, Pero? Good question. Elohim wanted me to, and I trusted Elohim. Then why hadn't I been nicer to Carper? Willing to forgive when he'd obviously changed. I felt like a traitor. But I hadn't hurt Jimmy. I'd hurt Carper. I stepped forward. Sam chose to release Carper. Sam took his place. Jimmy's gaze went distant. Why would he do that? We watched Sam grow the tree that turned into an exit. Sam vanished. Somehow, I'm still here. That's why Carper and I are leaving, and we're bringing you with us. You didn't answer my question. Jimmy placed a foot on Carper's hand and stepped down. Carper groaned. I stood up. Let. Go. Now. He nearly killed me, Pero. He took your mom. Abused her. He killed children. Countless children. Jimmy smashed harder, and Carper called out in pain. Why save him? Tell me, or I will kill him myself. Carper's diaphragm expanded, up and down. His eyes searched mine in desperation. My mind replayed what he'd done. Taken my mother. For years I blamed myself. Because I wore the necklace. Because, as a chosen, I'd be taken by Carper to be tortured. To see terrible, dark, murderous things that I never wished to relive in nightmares to come. Carper. Monster. Pompous scoundrel. With one long exhale, the tightness in my stomach eased. I had one choice. Love or hate. Should I save my enemy again? Yes. Because I forgive him. The strength behind my voice surprised me, as if a bottle inside my lungs broke and a pleasant smell filled the room. Carper glanced at me with his one good eye and smiled. Jimmy squeezed his fists. I don't understand. I lifted my chin. I forgive Dr. Calvin Carper. Jimmy's scowl distorted his handsome face. I thought you were better than this. His words were like glass against my swollen cheek. I'll never forgive, he said. 
Jimmy reached underneath the bottom of his pants and pulled out a knife. Before Jimmy could thrust the knife into Carper's chest, Carper kicked Jimmy's legs. Jimmy folded over. The knife flew and stabbed into the wall. Jimmy crawled toward it. I ran and reached for the knife. Jimmy jumped up and grabbed my waist. I screamed. When my hair whipped around his face, he grabbed it and pulled. I yelped. He tightened his hold and I bit his forearm hard. The taste of bitter flesh filled my mouth. Jimmy let go and doubled over. I spit out blood and gagged. Carper threw a long hook under Jimmy's chin. Jimmy crumpled to the floor. He was out. I put my hand against the wall and took a deep breath. I'd be okay. Carper threw himself on the floor and dug his hand into a pile of gold coins. What are you doing? He pushed the gold away. Digging. I tucked my hands under my arms to stop the shaking. No thank you? For what? I don't know. I stopped to catch my breath. That I saved you again? That I forgave you? Carper moved more gold aside. No time, Peril. I squatted next to him and dug my fingers into the pile of gold. They felt cold and hard, a vast contrast to the dirt I dug only the day before. Why are we digging? I asked. The door is on the floor. The door? Carper looked up. Yes, the door. The door was on the floor. Gotta dig, Carper said, before Jimmy wakes. A thundering sound echoed through the mansion's walls. What's that? I asked. Has to be the Losaris. The sound grew louder, an unsteady rhythm of marching feet. Why are they here so early? I asked. We need to hurry, Carper dug furiously. How much gold is here? Too much. I spotted wood, then a crack in the shape of an opening. Carper picked up a string from the floor and pulled. Nothing moved. Carper swore. What's wrong? Carper pulled one more time, then dropped the string. It's not opening. Is it stuck? No. Carper put a hand on his head. He grimaced and put his hand back down. We're stuck here. Forever. Carper slammed his fists against the wall. I stayed kneeling by the pile of gold. As I picked up the string and pulled, the door stayed put. Elohim, could you open this door? Please? I tucked my legs in and hugged them. We need to go, Carper said, before Jimmy wakes and the walls fall. They're all gone, Elohim. All the ones I love are completely gone. My whole heart had crushed like the wall would soon. And still, the Losaris marched on. You're under my wing. Elohim's voice rang calm, yet deep. Peaceful, yet dangerous. I closed my eyes and imagined that an eagle flew into that very room. The eagle paused time. The eagle opened his wing. I ran there and felt his warm, soft feathers, like a pillow to sink into. He closed his wing over me. The walls would fall, but I wouldn't fear. I was the king's feather, and I found safety under his wings. Peril. Carper's hand rested on my shoulder. 
I let him help me to my feet and pulled the string one last time. The door stayed shut. It will be okay, I said to myself more than Carper. Elohim's here. Outside of the room, shouts came from down the hall. <laughs>